Welcome to the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center podcast featuring Reverend Dahlia Adams. You may visit us online at unityvacaville.org or you may visit us in person at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. And now here is Reverend Dahlia Adams. Welcome. My name is Reverend Dahlia and I am so happy to be here with you today. Here at Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center, we have spent 2023 exploring the question, how shall we live? As we come into the realization that we are one with God, that there is that divine spark or divine presence within us, that expresses through us, lives as us. How do we live? If I wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and see a child of God or the divine in expression, how do I go about my day? Do I still brush my teeth? Do I still say good morning to people? Do I still get angry at drivers on the freeway? How Do we live once we know or begin to realize who we are? And we've addressed that question in so many different ways. And for seven weeks this fall, we've been looking at faith. We've been looking at faith, and we've also been reading Mitch Albom's book, Have a Little Faith, a True Story. We've been reading that in study groups. And so as we look at faith, we've we've began with the question of God is calling and how does faith come into the experience of God calling us or us feeling a calling from within. And where does faith come in in giving us the courage to step up and say yes, to follow that which we are being called to do. And where does faith come in? In our knowing God. We talked about God in the second week. How do rituals come into that experience of God? How does prayer come into that experience of God? And what is it that we personally do as a practice to remain in touch with that experience of God presence? And then in the third week, we talked about sacred community, the Sangha, in the words of the Buddhist practitioners. For us, the sacred community, the community that gathers either online or together in a building to share that experience of God presence, to share the process of realizing more and more deeply the truth of who we are. And then last week, we talked about happiness and how happiness is the experience we are able to have as we, through faith, connect with that experience of God presence. And so this week, I want to talk about love. 
and how important love is because if God is at the heart of our happiness, if God is that which calls to us, if God is the truth of who we are, that we know ourselves through our oneness with God, then love has to be central because most spiritual traditions teach that love or compassion, loving kindness, is the essence of that which God is. Love and faith are connected because just on a practical level in this life, we tend to have faith in that which we love. We have faith, or we want to have faith in family members in friends, in co-workers, in the members of our sangha or in the members of our spiritual community. Our hearts open to those we love and we tend to have faith in those to whom our hearts are open. And the flip side of that is we tend to love those in whom we place our faith. Placing our faith in someone is a choice. And if we choose to give that to someone, and if we choose to accept their willingness to honor the faith we place in them, then that becomes a foundation for a love that we offer and we receive. Our co-founder in Unity Charles Fillmore had long definitions of love. He wrote and talked about how important love is in the spiritual journey and how important it is in our relationship to God and how important it is in our relationship to each other. And he wrote that love is the most beautiful attribute of God, of that which we call God. He also wrote that love is the power that joins and binds in divine harmony the universe and everything in it. We talk about our oneness with the divine. We talk about our oneness with each other. We talk about our oneness with all creation. And it is love that joins and binds all of creation and does that in a way that there is a harmony within, and love is that power. In the scriptures, in the Christian scriptures, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it is written, whoever lives in love lives in God. There is no boundary between. We can't say here on this side of the room is God and here on this side of the room is love because neither love nor God are defined by space. If I love you, it's not like my love goes out 22 and a half feet and then it stops. Love fills the universe. It is beyond time. It is beyond space. It just is in the same way 
that God is. God is not bound by time nor space. So if we live in love, that experience of living in love is an experience of living in God. In Mitch Albom's book, Have a Little Faith, a True Story, um, he writes about his rabbi. I mean, the rabbi is one of the main characters, if not the, the main character. And it was the rabbi that he had from the time he was a small child up until the time that the rabbi made his transition until he passed away. But in Mitch Album's book, the rabbi was speaking, and I'm paraphrasing here, I don't have the exact quote, but the rabbi was speaking and he said, love like faith requires commitment. Real love, like real faith, has staying power. He was commenting that sometimes, especially romantic love, there is such passion and such powerful attraction in the beginning and such an expression of feeling and passion, but that, and that it's good that he doesn't say there's anything wrong with that. But he said, but the real love is the love that stays, the one that has the commitment behind it to give it staying power. And faith is the same. Faith requires a commitment. And it has staying power when we hold that faith through that commitment. Also in Mitch Album's book, there's a passage where the rabbi's wife is speaking. And she said, I had 30 wonderful years with my husband since we married on November 3rd, 1944. And she said this in front of a group of people. And someone said, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you were married in 1944, it's many, many more years than 30 years that you've been married. And she responded and said, well, it's like this. Monday, you get 20 great minutes. Tuesday, you get a great hour. You put it all together and you get 30 years, 30 great years. And so the rabbi would talk about this, how it's the little things, the moments that come up day to day, the moments through which there is a shared understanding or a shared compassion or shared joy and laughter. It is through those moments, through those details that are repeated those moments that you can rely on to be there over and over and over again. It is through those moments that love is expressed. And so making a commitment to have that love expressed over and over in the details, in the moments day after day, is a way of assuring that we have love in our lives.
and in the letters of John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, but if I have not love, I am nothing. So even though those moments where love is expressed might seem like little things, that goes to the very heart of who we are. And it goes to the heart of the question, how shall we love? We spend the day expressing that love, expressing that love that is that divine love that fills us and moves through us, through those little things, through the remembrances, to the shared joy and the shared laughter. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verses 30 to 31, Jesus spoke about the greatest commandment. He was asked by a disciple, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, love God with all of your heart. And later he added, love your neighbor as yourself. So if love comes through in the details, if love is expressed in the day-to-day stuff of life, if love fills our heart not through some abstract idea, but through the things we do and we say and that we feel moment to moment, how do we love God? How do you love God with all your heart? Day to day, how does that look? What is the first time in the day that you feel, experience, or express your love for God? And then typically, what is the next time in your day where you remember the presence, you feel that presence, and you have some form of expression for the love that is in your heart for that presence of God. And as the day goes on and you get busier and busier and you get overwhelmed with stuff and there are deadlines and people making noise when you're needing to be quiet as you're going through your day, Where in all of that beautiful chaos are there moments in which you feel, you express, you treasure your love for God? When in all of those moments of your day are there times when you feel the love of God enfold you? where you are in awe of how powerful and infinite the love of God is and and you pause to know that that love fills you in this moment as it does in every moment. Where in the day do you become aware that as God gazes upon you, and that's metaphorically, but As God gazes upon you, God's words to you are, I am there. I am there for you. I love you. 
I have faith in you. You might not have faith in me, but I have faith in you. I had gone years in my life really liking that scripture, the one that says, love God with all your heart. But it's only more recently in my life that I paused to wonder, how does that show up? You know, like the rabbi's wife says, you get a good hour on Tuesday and a great 20 minutes on Monday. Where is my great hour on Tuesday in my love for God? And then we could ask those same questions. If we love our neighbor, how does that show up? Is it the annual donation to the charity that feeds children? Which is a good thing to do, my gosh. May we all do that. But where is that love for your neighbor on a daily basis? Where is that love for your family members? Do you pause to let them know that in that moment, your heart is filled with love for them? And it doesn't have to be with those words. It can be, but there are gestures. There's a look in the eye. There's a smile. There are thousands of ways that we can have that great hour on Tuesdays, or the great 20 minutes on Monday. And then finally, the last part of that commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. And that could be understood in two ways, as we love our neighbors, as we love the people in our lives. We can see each and every one of them as ourselves, because if we are truly one, there is no space between me and you. We are one. So as I love you, I can love you as if, not as if, because it's not an if, but I love you as you are one with me, as you are myself. But the other way that can also be understood is that there's a requirement in this commandment that I love myself. And this is where oftentimes the very, very good people of this earth trip and fall and don't quite know how to do this. The people with the biggest hearts tend to have a hard time with this. When I worked as a therapist, as a psychologist, such loving, compassionate, good people would come in. And the issue was, the issue was that they had a difficult time loving themselves. So the question then is repeated, what is it that you do each day to express, to feel, to show that love for yourself? What is it you do in the morning to show that love for yourself, to feel that love for yourself? And what about in the afternoons or in the evenings or at night? 
So these are not abstract experiences. They're the experiences that the rabbi's wife, Sarah, talked about, that those experiences of a good marriage came in 20-minute, one-hour, half-hour packages when love was expressed. So as we follow this commandment, we make sure that it comes into our everyday lives in a, in a very real and palpable and concrete way. And so I just would like to end with a quote from Mother Teresa. She was a master at loving. And she wrote that it's not about how much you do, but how much love you put into what you do that counts. Namaste, and so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support this podcast, you may do so at unityvacaville.org.